My name is Dulce Valencia, and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love, from the music to the cast to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to another episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host and welcome to the podcast where we rewatch telenovelas and then I recap them for you all. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back. We are continuing our recap of Lo que la vida me robó. Today, we're going to be talking about episodes 170 to 185. We only have 13 episodes left. So, you know, things are getting intense. And I know I got frustrated with the telenovela last week, but this week, <laughs> it hooked me back in. I was all in for the drama. It got really juicy, it got really dramatic, and it also got really campy and like we have a we have a big villain now. Whoa, actually, we have multiple villains. But before, you know, before I get into that, let me actually give you all a proper recap. So today, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about episodes 171 to 185. When we last left off, everyone thought that Pedro Medina was gone and out of the picture. Montserrat and Alejandro were planning on being together. And Jose Luis was becoming a toxic monster. So actually, let's start off with Jose Luis, Montserrat, and Alejandro because that love triangle, it's not even a love triangle anymore because Jose Luis is so far gone. And I do not like the character regression that Jose Luis has been displaying. I think that it was really backwards. And y'all, I, I spent a lot of time last week talking about it and how I was really sad to see Jose Luis's character become this evil person. But... It gave us some really great moments, and I think they did this to really draw the line and be more distinct that Alejandro is the right one for Montserrat. So then what happens is Alejandro is able to restore his name, he's able to become Alejandro Almonte again, and then once that gets done, he just has to process the paperwork, and he's going to be back with Montserrat. Now the problem is... So Jose Luis isn't letting go of Montserrat, but he's being really smart about it. So at first, he's like, you know, Montserrat, like you, you are expecting my child. We're going to be together. I'm not going to let you leave. And then Laurito talks to him. And then Jose Luis is like, you know what, Montserrat, you're right. I'm in the wrong. You can go with Alejandro. Which, first of all, that's literally kidnapping, not letting someone leave. That's kidnapping and being held hostage. Jose Luis should be in prison, but he's not because he's a chief of police. So, corruption. But anyway, he plays a nice card like he's going to let Montserrat go. But not really because he's actually partnered up with La Pinche Maria in a plan to separate Alejandro and Montserrat. So the plan is that Jose Luis is going to be all nice again and be like, Montserrat, you are free to go, fly away like a dove, my friend. And Montserrat will be really grateful and be like, oh my god, you've changed. And then meanwhile, Maria is going to seduce Alejandro so that Montserrat can find them together in bed. So, 
That night, Montserrat is packing and everything when Laurito comes in and is like, a random man just gave me this letter to give to you. And then Montserrat reads it and in the letter, it's like, do you want to know what your husband does behind your back? Go to this direction. And Laurito is like, oh my god, like, what is it? And Montserrat is like, oh, it's just a really bad joke. So they keep packing. And then meanwhile, Maria calls Alejandro and tells him that she has Montserrat. So then Alejandro gets worried and he tries calling Montserrat and being like, where are you? But Montserrat doesn't answer because she doesn't have her phone because Laurito took it. So Alejandro leaves her a voicemail just being like, Montserrat, I'm very worried. Please, please call me back as soon as you get this message. But of course, he's worried, so he decides to go to Maria's house. And when he goes... He sees Maria in a blonde wig and tied up, so he thinks that it's Montserrat, so he goes to untie her, and when he does, Maria hits him over the head and knocks him out, and then, uh, it's really uncomfortable, but she starts kissing him and taking his clothes off, and luckily, that's all we see, and that is it, and then Montserrat goes, because, again, she's like... You know, she got that really freaky anonymous letter. So she goes, and when she goes, she sees Maria in bed with Alejandro, and they're kissing, and Alejandro is barely coming to his senses. So Montserrat just looks at him, and then Maria is like, oh my gosh, Alejandro, we've been caught. Oh my God, the thing we do all the time. <laughs> and then Montserrat is like, Maria, please like stop acting. I know that there's a perfectly good explanation for this. I know that this isn't what it seems. Alejandro, get dressed. Let's go. And then Alejandro, suffering from a head injury, is like, oh my god, yes, let's go. And Maria is like, no, we do this all the time. Alejandro cheats on you. He's been cheating on you with me since he got back from Argentina. And Montserrat is like, oh my god, girl, like, look at you, look at me. You can't compete where you don't compare. And then she's just like, listen, Maria, I know that if Alejandro was ever going to cheat on me, it would not be with someone like you. And then they leave together. And so the plan fails. And so Maria calls Jose Luis and Jose Luis is pissed because he's like, how, how, how did you mess this up? She was supposed to realize that Alejandro wasn't right for her and come back to me. And so when Montserrat is trying to leave the next morning, Jose Luis is like, you know what, Montserrat? I've changed my mind and you're not going anywhere. And we get another glimpse of really monster, evil Jose Luis. And he just starts calling her all these things. And Alejandro isn't able to leave with her because Montserrat is like, just go, like, just go. Which again, this is kidnapping and Jose Luis should be in prison for it. But for some reason, she's able to just be held hostage by Jose Luis, and I also don't like this because it very much seems like Montserrat is the object that needs to go from Jose Luis to Alejandro's possession, which just brings all sorts of, all sorts of negative connotations and objectifying of women. But the next morning, or sorry, that night, no, sorry, the next day, Alejandro grabs a gun and then goes to rescue his quote-unquote woman. And so he goes and shoots a gun up in the air and is like, Montserrat, 
I am here for you. And Montserrat has to climb from the balcony and Jose Luis tries to come at them and also with a gun. But Alejandro is like, no, I am leaving with my woman. Which again, I don't like the phrasing. But anyway, Alejandro and Montserrat are able to leave together after Alejandro rescues her. And for some reason, this just made me think, do y'all remember when we covered Ruby and when Hector held Ruby hostage and then she got rescued by Loreto? Like, I much preferred that rescue because it was funny and it was dramatic. This one just... Like, there was a lot of buildup, and then no payoff, no confrontation happened. Instead, they just walked away. And so, you know, it is what it is. The scene could have been a little more dramatic for my liking, but it was fine, because we're gonna get drama. So anyway, they leave, and because Alejandro is now in Almonte now, they're able to enjoy everything and get back the properties and be husband and wife again. And this is the part where we get a little time jump. Because if y'all remember, what's been happening with the other characters is Graciela sabotaged Fabiola, took all of her money, and then left for Italy. Fabiola is in prison for fraud. Montserrat is pregnant with Jose Luis's child, and Pedro Medina is dead, which means that Nadia and Victor can get married. So we get a little time jump, and I really like how they did this time jump because we don't just see nine months later. Instead, we get to see these scenes of what the characters are up to. We see Ezequiel running a campaign because he's trying to be the governor now that Pedro Medina is dead. We see Montserrat and Alejandro be a happy family and Montserrat like her baby bump growing daily, them going to doctor's visits and Jose Luis always being in the corner like popping up from nowhere. And then we also see Nadia getting ready for her wedding. It's all cute. Oh, and by the way, I didn't mention this. But while this is happening, Josefina and Adolfito are out traveling and doing humanitarian work. So we also see all of those scenes all leading up to the day of Nadia and Victor's wedding. So wedding day has arrived. It's all cute. It's all wonderful. Nadia looks beautiful. Josefina and Montserrat are helping her get ready. And then Montserrat goes to get the bouquet. And when she does, she opens the box and sees... A scorpion. And this terrifies Nadia because she's like, that's that's not an accident. Pedro Medina is alive and he put that there. And meanwhile, Josefina and Montserrat are like, you know, we live in an hacienda, so this is very common in the hacienda. Alacran is everywhere. But Nadia isn't convinced. She's spooked out. But that's not going to ruin her day. So wedding happens, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, Victor and Nadia finally get married, and by the way, the person who officiates the wedding is none other than El Padre Anselmo. Because that's right, I didn't mention it last episode, but it turns out that El Padre Anselmo has been alive this entire time. It's super dramatic. Ezequiel apparently spared his life because he's a priest and even he felt bad with offing a priest. So instead, he had him held at this clinic where it's really sad, but he was not treated well. He was given all this medication, which he was hiding, so he wasn't taking it. And then once Pedro Medina was quote-unquote dead, Ezequiel went for him and got him out, but only under the promise that El Padre Anselmo would never tell anyone what happened. So... 
good news, though, is that El Padre Anselmo is now free and is now with the people who love him. So it's really wonderful. We get all sorts of great reunions with El Padre Anselmo and all the other characters. And now he's officiating Victor and Nadia's wedding. And the wedding runs smoothly. It looks beautiful. And then shortly after, when everyone is celebrating, Montserrat goes into labor. And so she goes into labor. Conveniently enough, the doctor that's been helping her throughout her pregnancy is also at the hacienda and they have no time to get her to the hospital. So she has to give birth at the hacienda. And so Alejandro is right there by her side, which I really liked this juxtaposition because as we know, her first pregnancy, Alejandro was not there at all because of their whole falling out slash him being toxic and abusive and kicking her out. And so it's really nice to see Alejandro be there for her during this pregnancy. And it's also said by the characters that Alejandro has been extra attentive. And the whole reason the doctor was at the wedding was because Alejandro was just like, just in case anything happens, we should have the doctor at the wedding. And it works out because the doctor is able to deliver Montserrat's baby Amelia is also at the wedding and sees Montserrat go into labor, so she calls Jose Luis so that Jose Luis can come and be there for the birth. And so Montserrat goes into labor. It's really funny. Angelique Boyer plays the scene really great. Angelique Boyer has never been a mother or been pregnant but she plays the scene so well and very funny like there's all these scenes where she's like Alejandro hold me and then she's like Alejandro not so tight Alejandro pay attention and it's just really really cute and I love these little mannerisms that Angelique Boyer injects in her characters and I really see them come through with Montserrat but anyway Montserrat is able to give birth to a beautiful, healthy baby girl, and Jose Luis gets there just as a baby is born. And then Montserrat is happy, Alejandro is happy, he's holding the baby, and then he's like, Montserrat, I never want you to doubt how much I love this child. She's gonna be just as if she was my own, and how about we call her Alejandra? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Alejandra in honor of himself and then uh, when he says that Jose Luis walks in and he's like de ninguna manera like there's no way that that's happening and then Alejandra's like I know I just wanted it to be a symbolic gesture of how much I'm gonna love her and Jose Luis is like no no and then he asks to hold the child and he does and he's so happy and he cries but then the child is taken from him. And even though, I don't know, I guess I go back and forth with this. Because Jose Luis has been shown to be a monster throughout this entire time. Loki a stalker, Loki a shadow everywhere that Montserrat and Alejandro are. He's right there next to them. So it's really toxic and it's really bad. And obviously he's not leaving them alone. But also I don't like how they've they've kind of shoved him aside throughout this whole pregnancy. Like, he is the father of the child and has every intention of being in this child's life, so he should be able to. So it's just, the way this is all handled is horrible. But anyway, the child is born. Eventually, Montserrat decides to name her Romina, and things are great, things are fabulous. So that's, that's where I'll stop for now with Alejandro Montserrat and Jose Luis, because now I want to briefly mention Fabiola. So 
where to start with Fabiola? Fabiola is in prison for fraud. And when she gets out is also when Graciela shows up and returns from her trip. And when Graciela returns from her trip, none other than Pedro Medina makes an appearance. So sure enough, Pedro Medina is not dead. He goes to Graciela and is like, you owe me a favor. I need a couple of million dollars because right now I have nothing. And Graciela is like, no, 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 no. My favor to you is not calling the police this instant. So you're going to leave and you're not going to get a cent of my money. Which kind of is dumb on Graciela's part because she has millions and millions and millions of dollars. So a couple of million dollars isn't a lot. And we already know that she has no morals. So giving that money to the villain shouldn't have been that big of a deal. But homegirl is super greedy, so she says no. And then Pedro Medina is like, you're going to regret this. So then what he does is he goes to Fabiola, who just got out of prison and is heartbroken by Graciela's betrayal, and he gives her a gun. So Fabiola goes to Graciela, who's praying at the little church that they have in their house, and she points a gun at her and starts telling her how much she hurt her, all the things and everything. And then she says that she forgives her. And then Graciela is like crying and is like trying to be like, no, my love, I came back for you. You needed a way out. You know, prison was going to happen regardless. I saved your money. We can be together. But thankfully, Fabiola has learned her lessons. So she's not believing anything Graciela is telling her. Unfortunately, she turns the gun on herself and unalives herself right in front of Graciela. And Graciela is left heartbroken and she cries and it's horrible. And R.I.P. Fabiola. And so we get another little time jump. And in the time jump, Graciela has shut herself from the world and is locked in her room and hasn't been able to get over the death of her child. And then meanwhile, Jose Luis continues to be a monster. And this time it's getting like really freaky. By the way, I love this because he wears this red polo shirt and anytime he's doing any evil dealings, he's wearing this red polo shirt and sunglasses. And also the music that goes with his entrance is like mysterious and evil. And so it's just really funny because the characters will be doing something cute and romantic. And then all of a sudden the music changes to Jose Luis's evil music. And we see Jose Luis lurking around the corner. So just a quick rundown of things he's doing. He is planning on suing Montserrat for the custody of Romina, even though they had an agreement that Jose Luis could see her every single day. He wants it all. So he wants to take Romina from Montserrat and he starts slut-shaming Montserrat and being like, you know what? My child cannot grow with a woman like you for a mother. You're a slut. You're a whore. Like he literally calls her all these things and it's so messed up. It's also a complete 180 to the Jose Luis we knew and loved from the beginning. And so it's really sad to see and he's just horrible, horrible. And there's a moment also where Montserrat's car gets vandalized with the word Sora. And 
She thinks that it was Jose Luis. Jose Luis comes and is like, I didn't do it, but LOL, couldn't agree more. And this is why my daughter cannot grow with you. And then the worst thing that he does, though, is that after the car gets vandalized, Alejandro buys Montserrat a new car. And Jose Luis gets in the back seat and scares Montserrat. And Montserrat has a car accident. And then once the accident happens... Montserrat is like, what the heck, man? Why were you there? And Jose Luis is like, Montserrat, I wasn't there. Like, I I got here because, you know, I got called that you got into a car accident, but I wasn't there. And so he's gaslighting her and Montserrat is like, I'm not an idiot. I know you were there. And so that's happening. And Graciela has been shutting herself in the world. No one has been able to get a hold of her. And one thing I really like about the character of Graciela, how it's written, is that she is, I think I mentioned it, but in case I hadn't, it's revealed that Graciela was not a rich woman and that in fact her real name is Gaudencia and that she grew up really, really poor. And Graciela is just a made-up name that she made for herself with Amelia so that she could marry rich. And so it turns out that she also dyes her hair blonde and that her real hair color is brown. And so in the time jump, her hair has reverted back to brown because she's not able to dye it. And so I really love that little character change. And so finally, when Montserrat and Dimitrio are able to open her door and try to get a hold of her, they see that she is passed out on the floor and they take her to a doctor And it turns out that Graciela is dying and that she has an incurable brain tumor. And so now she is forced back into everyone's lives because everyone's like, she's dying, so we have to be nice to her. And she's our mother and she's sorry for all the damage she's done, so we have to take care of her. So she's back in everyone's lives. And while this is all happening... The threat of Pedro Medina is becoming more and more clear. And so, Pedro Medina, as we know now, is alive and well. And throughout these last few episodes, he's been inserting himself into the lives of people by leaving little scorpions everywhere, and he's been slowly making his way for a comeback. And so, we are led to believe as an audience that Jose Luis has been helping Pedro Medina in this whole ordeal. It turns out that Jose Luis hasn't been helping him. Thank God, because I really would have had beef with the writers if they had made Jose Luis's character take that extra step of evilness. So thankfully, it's not Jose Luis helping him, but we don't know who's been helping Pedro Medina. And so Pedro Medina is out for revenge and he wants revenge against everyone and more specifically he wants revenge against Alejandro and so one thing I haven't mentioned but is pretty important and now has become very important is that as we know Pedro Medina does not have testicles he lost them after an accident but we find out that the reason he hates Alejandro so much is because the accident that caused the loss of his testicles was with Alejandro. Alejandro doesn't know this, but that's why Pedro Medina hates Alejandro so, so much. And so part of Pedro Medina's revenge plan includes hurting everyone 
who betrayed him. So first, he has Adolfo beat up and is like, I see that you're trying to become a good person and you've let go of El Alacran. But joke's on you because you can never leave this life. So you have to go kill Ezequiel. Ezequiel, the other person who betrayed him. So he makes Adolfo go to Ezequiel and kill him. Ezequiel is on this big campaign blitz, making stops everywhere all over Aguazul in his run for governor. And so Adolfo stalks him to one of his stops and tries to kill him. By the way, El Padre Anselmo knew about this because Adolfo goes to the priest and is like, I need to confess to you because you're the only person that knows that I'm in Alacran and I need you to know this. And El Padre Anselmo is like, you know what, I have to, I know that this is in secreto de confesión and I can't say anything, but I have to because a man's life is at stake. So he tries to warn Ezequiel, but Ezequiel doesn't listen. And so Ezequiel gets shot, but Ezequiel doesn't die. And so then what happens is Pedro Medina goes to Ezequiel and appears and then he has Carlota and Ezequiel held at gunpoint. And at gunpoint, he makes Ezequiel confess everything to Carlota. How he only married her because it would help his campaign. How he's not really rich off of good deeds and investments. How he actually is a narcotraficante just like Pedro Medina. And how he's corrupt and everything. And Ezequiel is on his knees as Carlota has a gun on her head. And Pedro Medina is forcing him to say all these things. And then finally, Pedro Medina is like, you have a choice, Ezequiel. You can either save yourself or you can save Carlota. And Ezequiel is like, no, you can't make me choose. And then he's like, you or Carlota. And then Ezequiel, who's a freaking coward, does the most cowardly thing and he runs away. And he runs away and leaves Carlota to die. Except Pedro Medina doesn't kill her. Instead, he does some psychological damage and is like, you're an idiot, you're dumb, only a dumb person wouldn't question Ezequiel, like, your punishment isn't going to be dying, your punishment is going to be living with knowing how much of an idiot you are. And it's so mean, but effective, I will say, as a villain, this is effective. So Carlota is able to be saved And Ezequiel goes to La Escondida and finds Esmeralda and is like, Pedro Medina is alive. You're the only place I could think of to go, so please help me. And then Dimitrio shows up, beats the shit out of Ezequiel, and is like, how could you do this to my aunt? And Ezequiel is like, I tried to save her. I really did. I begged Pedro Medina to kill me, but he killed her. And then Dimitrio just laughs and is like, she's not dead. And we know everything. And so Ezequiel laughs and it's just like that bastard. But because of this connection to Pedro Medina, he decides that he really has nothing left to lose. So he's going to try to save his neck. And he strikes up another deal with the Marines that he can give them not only Pedro Medina, but also El Alacran. Which we all know Dimitrio wants to know who El Alacran is because El Alacran is responsible for Monica dying. But before Ezequiel is able to work and give Pedro Medina to the authorities, Pedro Medina decides to kidnap Rosario. So he kidnaps Rosario 
holds her hostage. And so then the Marines have to work with Ezequiel. They have to work with Jose Luis, the head of police, and with Alejandro to try to rescue Rosario. So Rosario is being held hostage by Pedro Medina. And we also find out that La Pinche Maria has been working for Pedro Medina. But she's not the person that helped Pedro Medina after Adolfo shot him. So we still don't know that information. But Maria is there and she tries to lie to Rosario and be like, I'm here to save you. Like, I'm risking my life for you because that's how much I love Alejandro. And so she's talking to Rosario and just a little bit of background on La Pinche Maria because she's gone psychotic. So she has her blonde wig that she used to dance at La Escondida with to hide her identity. But now she's taking it to a different level and she has her Montserrat wig, a wig that's blonde and curly like Montserrat's hair. And she wears that wig to try to trick people into thinking she's Montserrat and to the point where she believes that she's Montserrat. So it's psychotic and it's crazy. So that's happening with Maria. But anyway, they go on this operative to save Rosario. In the process, Ezequiel tries to backstab Jose Luis and off him. But before he's able to, Alejandro rolls up with a gun and kills Ezequiel. And so, rest in peace, Ezequiel, no longer a problem for our characters. But Alejandro just saved Jose Luis's life, very similar to how Jose Luis once saved his life. So, they continue the operation and they're able to save Rosario and she is reunited back at home. And so... One thing, though, that happens with Ezequiel's death is his secretary goes to the Marines, specifically to Refugio, with a letter. And in that letter has all the information that Ezequiel wanted to be released in the event that he died. And one of them is the identity of who El Alacran is. And so Refugio opens that letter and he sees who El Alacran is. And that is where we're going to end for today. Y'all, so the reason I'm ending here is because El Alacran and Pedro Medina have now been built to be the biggest bads of the bads. Like Montserrat and Alejandro are happy and together, and Jose Luis is still being a pain in their butt, but they're still able to coexist. And so now the only thing threatening their happiness and their ability to live together is the fact that Pedro Medina and El Alacran are out there and there's basically a war in Aguasul. And so things are heating up for our grand finale. I might split it into two parts. It might be a super episode for next week. But in our finale, we'll finally see the final confrontation between Pedro Medina and El Alacran and what those repercussions are going to be for our characters. Will Jose Luis stop being the monster that he is now? Will Alejandro and Montserrat finally, finally get that happiness that they want? We'll find out next week. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate you all so much and I hope you enjoy it. And as always, I will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.